Hey, and welcome back to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. We're so thankful that you joined us today for another episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to continue our series, The Stewarding Life, and today we're going to look at stewarding is our pleasure. If this is a help to you, share it with a friend. And if you have a question about anything that you hear today, you can email us at podcast at openbiblenj.org or send us a direct message on Twitter at the Open Bible Pod. Now, without further ado, let's jump into today's content. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode. We're so thankful that you joined us for today's content about stewarding is our pleasure. Pastor, why don't you get us started with a uh, scriptural basis for the fact that stewarding is our pleasure? Yeah, we took a look at um, 2 Corinthians 5.14 and where it says, for the love of Christ constraineth us because we just we because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And Paul's talking about that he was mastered or overruled. Uh, he was held in like a vice uh, by the love of Christ. And uh, does not the scriptures tell us that whatsoever we do, we're to do all to the glory of God. And if that's the case, uh, it will be our pleasure to give. Yeah, absolutely. So we need to look at our hearts and say, okay, in our heart, what do we find great pleasure in? Is it our kids? Man, that's great if you find pleasure in your kids. Is it the newest tech toy? Well, that's also great, but you also need to look at the fact that in being a good steward, it's not all about tech toys or kids, but it's about where you're putting your treasure for the future. Yes, it is. And uh, <clears throat> we we uh, mentioned uh, yesterday in the message that you can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. And if you love, uh, you will give unto the work of the Lord. Absolutely. And love starts in the heart because stewardship is an issue of the heart, correct? That is absolutely correct. Uh, stewardship is not about uh, money. The primary aspect of stewardship is about one's heart with the Lord. You cannot be a great lover of Christ and be a stingy giver. Absolutely true. 100% absolutely true. And as we uh, look at today's three points, I want you to look at them with an open mind and with an open heart to be able to see, okay, God, what do I need to do in growing in this area of stewardship? So we looked at we need to plan to give. We need to plan to give. And planning starts in the heart, right? Planning starts in the heart. Yeah, you've got to... Um you've got to commit your works unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what Proverbs tells us, right? Um, we need to um, uh, have a plan. Uh, the Bible says, a man's heart deviseth his ways, but the Lord directeth his steps. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we must plan to be able to give. Whatever, whatever you're going to uh, try and accomplish in life must be planned for. Uh, great things don't happen by accident, and you're not just going to stumble into becoming a great giver to God. That's the truth. And if to put it in the most practical sense, I love to eat a good steak dinner. I love a good steak. I've talked about it before on the podcast. And sometimes I will plan to get my steak. I'll plan it. We'll see, what do you mean by that? I mean that there are some steaks that are just a little bit more expensive than others, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's just the truth of the matter. Right. You know, it's just the truth of the matter. Right. And so sometimes I'm like, okay, you know, May 3rd's a very special day. 
It's a very, very special day. It's probably one of the greatest days in the hu- in human history. Yeah. Yep. That's my birthday. Yeah. Um, and so some dams around that I, I will plan. Uh. I'm going to plan that, man, I, I want a good steak on that day. The one time for my birthday, I went to a place called Fleming's Steakhouse. You ever yeah. been to Fleming's? I've never been to Fleming's. I've just been past it. Great, yeah. great, great piece of meat yeah. at, at Fleming's. But it, it's a little bit costly yeah. to go to, but I planned for it. Why? Because in my heart, I'm like, I love steak, mm-hmm. you know, and that is a very uh, grassroots example of that. But the was const- it grass fed. Yeah. Uh, grass I don't know. That was good though. <laughs> that was good. I wish I had a little sound effect, but I'm, you know, um, you know, that, that, that's true though. But in the most grassroots sense, that same concept applies to our giving. If we love Jesus Christ, and we should, and if we nurture the love that we have for Jesus Christ, then we're going to plan to give back to him. Whether that, We're talking specifically about money, but maybe it's your time. You mm-hmm. know, Plan your calendar with your love in mind. Uh, Valentine's Day is just a few weeks away. Um, and uh, most husbands who love their wives are going to plan to do something special for their wife. Mm-hmm because they love her and the same concept applies with your schedule and what you love and where your treasure is there will your heart be also yep yep so we we must plan to give and then we took a look at uh secondly what did we take a look at do you remember yeah we must practice giving yeah we, we got to practice giving. it's you know um a plan is only a dream if you don't Put it into practice. Absolutely. The best laid plans, you know, yeah. best laid yep. plans. So we <clears throat> looked at some scripture with that thought in mind. Yeah. And, and in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, uh, uh, yeah, and 8, it says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall also reap bountifully. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Mm, that's really good. Yep. That is such a great concept from Scripture. That idea of sowing and reaping, can you unpack that a little bit for us in the most practical sense? Yeah, uh, Paul's talking about um, a, a farmer. Mm-hmm. And when, when, a farmer, um, when a farmer sows, he doesn't sow sparingly. He sows to be able to get the greatest harvest possible. And Paul is using that analogy uh, to be able to help us understand that when we sow, if you will, when we give to the work of God, we ought to give uh, graciously and generously to be able to uh, get the greatest harvest possible. So if a farmer were to go out and they had a seed bag of a million seeds, and he's like, man, this bag could just throw all over the ground, and I would get maybe a massive field of whatever he was planting. But if I take this million seeds, I could just put, you know, a scoop a year mm-hmm. for 50 years, mm-hmm. and this one bag would last me for a long time, and I would be able to keep so much of it to myself. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine every year if he's a million seeds, 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 mm-hmm. the reaping that he will get from those million seeds is exponential to the amount of just, I'm going to put this one scoop so that I can keep this for myself. Right, and what happens is um, with the, the farmer, the more he sows, the more he harvests so mm-hmm. that that way he even can sow more the following year. Absolutely, because uh, as he harvests more, he's able to purchase more product to plant once again because his reaping was so much greater. Man, that's fantastic. And we got to understand that we all are participating in sowing mm-hmm. one way or the other it, because there's two types. There's sowing to the flesh. Yeah. And then they're sowing to the spirit. And um, you just have to determine which one you're going to sow to. 
Yeah, because you can sow a lot in a 401k. Yep. And, you know, you might reap the benefits of that one day. Mm-hmm. But how much greater to sow in the eternal things to be able to reap for eternity what you will never know until you get there. Yep. It's fantastic. So yep. practice giving. What are some practical ways that, that people can, can practice giving? I know you talked about some yesterday. Well, yeah, I think um, one of the ways that we're able to uh, practice giving is to um, obviously give to your tithes, mm-hmm. uh, your, your offerings. The 10%. The 10%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your offerings. Uh, we can practice giving to uh, missions through our grace giving. Yeah. Um, you can practice giving through uh, being generous with others mm-hmm. um, in the community. I think it first starts in the, the house of the Lord. Yeah. But then there are other ways that we can be able to practice giving. And not only, let's take this, we can take it a step further and move it from financial to our time yeah. and our service. We can practice uh, that area. Uh, we're not to neglect the one for the other. Right. Okay. Uh, that's what Jesus condemned the Pharisees for. Yeah. He rebuked them for. Um, but but uh, we can practice giving in our service, in our time. Um, in our talents, in the abilities that God has uh, given to us. So there's many different ways that we can practically practice giving. And, you know, we want here at Open Bible to cultivate a people that have generous hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we're able to do as a church because we have giving people here is be able to help somebody who was in uh, a great deal of need when it came to uh, a sudden a tragedy that they had in their life. And mm-hmm. so I'm very, very thankful for that. We were able to give a, a pretty good, a pretty substantial amount of money to those individuals that, that uh, had a great need. The old leadership principle says, see the need, take the lead. Mm-hmm. And so no matter if it's a need that you see in serving or no matter if it's a need that you see in giving, there's been different times in the church where we've done capital campaigns for a building. There's been times when we've said we want to throw this event, and so we need money in order to do this event. And no matter what it's been, the church has always stepped up and been generous. But maybe you're listening to this and you're an older person and you think, man, you know, I've given and I've given and I've given and I've given and I've given. And I've given, and man, when am I going to be able to see the reaping? When am I going to be able to see all that I've sowed reaped? I even talked to a church member recently and, and she made the joke and she said, you know, I paid for that first parking lot and now pastor's asking me to pay for the second Mm -hmm. parking lot too. Mm -hmm. And, And you know, so pastor, what do you say to that older church member who has been sowing, 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 um, about their reaping? Well, I would say, first of all, take a look around you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you were here, uh, you were uh, a lot even younger than I am, and now look at all that the Lord has done through the ministry of Open Bible Baptist Church. Absolutely. Uh, look at the buildings. They're beautiful buildings. We have a wonderful campus. Um, think about all the souls that have been saved. Look at all the mission. We've got more missionaries that we're supporting now than we ever have around the world. Um, we've produced uh, hundreds of thousands of scriptures mm-hmm. uh, to go out around the world. We've reached countless lives with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so I would just say, look around you. Yeah, it's right in front of your eyes. And never, um, can I say it this way, never be disappointed by your expectations not being met. God is always doing what God is going to do. Now, that on the flip side, what would you say to the younger person who's like, you know, I, I get what you're saying. I get the concept of sowing and reaping. I know it's true. 
but I also have X, Y, and Z in my life right now because that's where I'm at. You know, I'm mm-hmm. about to have a second kid, mm-hmm. and I know I should be, yeah, so, 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 so. But I also know diapers are $40 a box, and I know that food is expensive and clothing and et cetera, et cetera. So, so what do you say to that about, you know, the 10%, the offering, the tithe, the grace giving, and now, you know, growing in that? Well, I would say, first of all, uh, when do you think is going to be a good time to start? That's a great question, yeah. Because it's never going to be a good time to start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could look at it this way. The high school student could say, well, I, I got college coming up. Yeah. The college student could say, well, I got a wedding coming up. The two, the two that are just married could say, well, I got uh, school debt I've got to pay. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, then they could say, well, now I'm out of debt. Now I got to go buy a house. And I, so mm-hmm. tell me, when is it going to be a good time to be obedient to God? It's true. <laughs> you it's know, really good, that's my really first, th- my mm-hmm. first start, uh, thing that I would say to them. And secondly, is that, um, you know, it's, we were all there. Yeah. And God sustained us. Yeah. And so what are you going to do? Are you going to trust in the arm of the flesh or are you going to trust in the arm of the Lord? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it really goes back to the heart. Where does your faith lie? Yep. Where does your faith lie? Yep. Hey, can we do the Richard Riddell Minute? Yeah, we can. In fact, I have a really, I have a really good one. Okay, let's do it. Now, folks, before we get into the Richard Riddell Minute, you got to remember that today's uh, podcast is called, It's My Pleasure to Steward. Right. It's my pleasure to steward. So here we go. All right, folks, it's that time in our program again, the Rich and Riddell Minute, where we just talk about everyday life things. And now, Rich and Riddell, there's one thing that they really love, and that is hearing the words, it's my pleasure. And if you have (laughs) any time in life uh, ever heard those words, it's probably at a place called the Promised Land, otherwise known as Chick-fil-A, that is famous (laughs) for saying, hey, thanks today, and saying, it's my My pleasure. pleasure. Now, Pastor... For the Rich Riddell Minute today, what is your go-to meal at Chick-fil-A? Number one. Number one. Pickles or no pickles? Oh, pickles, definitely. And what to drink? Uh, usually the owner, Arnold Palmer. Okay, classic yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. Classic kind yeah. of guy. How about good. you, man? Okay, so I'm a spicy deluxe with no tomato, uh-huh. mac and cheese, and substitute <laughs> for my fries, and a large sweet tea. That's oh boy. me every single time. Now, they have specialty items. Yeah. Now, Pastor, can we? I have to tell the story, okay? okay. Well, me and you, yeah. we ran some errands at Christmas time. Right. I had a free coupon right. for a peppermint shake. Yes. We pulled into pulled into Chick Fil A, got two peppermint shakes, yes. and it starts to snow. Yes. So we're it was we're, it was perfect. It was magical. Yes, it, was, it, was. it starts to snow. Yes. Peppermint shake. Yeah. And one thing was true. What? It was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. Hey, and that's been the Richard Vidal <laughs> Minute, folks. <laughs> Man, Chick-fil-A is good. Yeah, it is. I might go there for lunch today. Really? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, never um, know. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Okay, so folks, we're talking today about stewarding is our pleasure. And we talked about we need a plan to steward, pra- practice to steward. And then lastly, let's look at this idea of pledging to steward or pledging to give. Yeah, um, I, I believe that <clears throat> this is an individual personal commitment that must be made. And we talked a little bit about that, that um, your commitment is personal and, and you need to make a commitment. I know that's not a very popular word today, but you've got to make a commitment that this is a non-negotiable in our life. Mm-hmm. We are going to be obedient to God and then we are also going to walk by faith. And um, that's where it comes into a powerful commitment because we're not living by our feelings. We are <clears throat> we are living by the word of God. What's the difference between us and the world 
if we are just living by our feelings, because that's what most people do. Yeah, They live by their feelings. We've got the authoritative word of God in our life that we can live. And so we need to make a pledge to um, a personal commitment, a powerful commitment, and then it becomes practical. It's a practical commitment because this is the only thing in life that's 100%. Yeah, the word of God, the, the promises word of God, of God, the promises of God, they are 100%. And God will meet your needs. I believe the whole premise of this podcast is it should be a pleasure for every believer to give. I love what you said yesterday. It's never been a question in the Riddell house home. Are we going to give this month? Now, there has been a question about are we going to be able to pay the bill? Right. Are we going to be able to go on the vacation? Are we going to be able to buy that? Hey, we've skipped vacations. Yeah. Because we'd rather give to the work of God. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that attitude of it. And we're learning that song in church right now, Christ Be Magnified, and that line in it even says, I won't be formed by feelings. I'll hold fast to what is true. And when we pledge ourselves to stewardship, we're pledging ourselves to something that is true and will always be true Mm -hmm. and forever be true and over generation to generation will be true. We can pledge ourselves to a political candidate, and in four years, it's going to change. Or eight mm-hmm. years, it's going to... We can pledge ourselves to a sports team, and eventually, they're going to have a bad season. Mm-hmm. We can pledge ourselves to making sure our kid gets into the NBA, and they won't. <laughs> <laughs> but we can pledge ourselves to the Word of God, and it will never, ever fail us, no matter what. Even in the midst of COVID, mm-hmm. even in the midst of uh, a recession or depression, uh, when times are good and times are bad, um, if we are faithful to the word of God, pledge ourselves to be obedient to God's word, God will meet our needs. It's our pleasure. Yes, it is. To it's, steward. It's our pleasure. That's great. Hey, folks, thanks for listening today to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. If this has been a help to you today, would you do us a favor, share it with a friend so that they can be helped as well. And as we continue to bring Bible truths to basic principles, can you help us out? Give us a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast so that more people can see this and that more people can be helped by the content. We pray for you this week. Continue to steward the mission. It's your pleasure to steward. And we'll see you next week when we continue to bring Bible truths to basic principles. Thank you.